Hello, everybody. How is it going? Hope you're all doing awesome. I know I'm doing great. Michael and I had a little bit of a COVID scare in our own household. He was potentially exposed to it at work. Um, so he was put on a mandatory quarantine in our basement for 14 days. They had to fumigate his school uh, and he's finally back to work today and he was tested negative for COVID. I hear that the swab they did is awful. Um, I've heard of some getting it done in their nose. He had it done in his mouth. He had to go and drive uh, down south to some drive through test and uh, luckily he was tested negative but oh my goodness you guys the last few days have been hard i had to get a nerve ablation surgery done and i really wanted his support <coughs> excuse me and uh yeah it's been really hard without him around so uh not to mention with me and my pots and all of my my symptoms and stuff i have in the mornings i've been having to cook for him and the girls three meals a day that's been uh quite the change around here but we made it and uh we're counting our blessings so yesterday to celebrate him coming out of self-isolation we did those porch trits or porch portraits that everybody's been doing for this uh time of life where we're all social distancing it's a way to bring a smile to people's faces so we got out on our porch with our toilet paper rolls and our gloves and our masks and our Lysol wipes and we took some funny pictures just to kind of commemorate uh, the moment of him coming out of COVID and something we can look back on and laugh and say look at us we found laughter amidst this uh, crazy time of life um, there's ups there's downs but it is what we make it so anyway, that being said, I'm going to introduce my guest that I have on today. Her name is Tanya J. Maven, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She gave me a little bit of a bio. So if I say I instead of her, that's why she kind of um, gave it to me in the first person. So she said, hi, I'm Tanya, a life and mindset coach. My mission is to assist to women to break through their barriers of self-limiting beliefs and connect to their true and powerful self. She serves women and mothers who are ready to connect to their inner strength, stand fully in their grace, and move mountains in life and business by being who they really are. Through one-on-one -on -one and group coaching experiences, I equip women with tools that enable them to create a life with more ease, more depth, more fulfillment, more laughter, more play, and more presence. I am a certified life coach, speaker, and facilitator. I have many tools that I use, which include coaching, hypnotherapy, dissolving limiting beliefs and intuition, and more. In addition, I have led multiple successful local and international retreats and have graced the stage, inspiring hundreds of people on either a small scale and at large conventions. What I love most is helping people or women find their gentle fierceness because a woman inspired is a woman who will change the world. I'm going to be honest. Uh, oh, she didn't want me to read that part out loud. <laughs> uh, she is going to talk a little bit about, um, what's the end of that part say? She's going to talk a little bit about some shifts um, that everybody can make in their lives today. Um, talking a little bit about self-awareness, things like that. So without further ado, uh, I 
I'm going to introduce Tanya. I met her back when I lived in Okotoks and she uh, was a registered massage therapist and she happened to be mine and she happened to be highly recommended from a very good friend of mine. And we've kept in contact ever since because we are both on the same wavelength. We both kind of have the same mission to inspire and uplift women or for me, it's not necessarily just women. It's just I... I I uh, have the same the same thoughts as her, and we we have the similar energy wavelengths, and and uh, I I know she will add a lot of value to this podcast, and I know that everything she says uh, people will be able to benefit from. So, uh, without further ado, let me get her on the line. Hello, Tanya. Hi. How are you? I am doing great. <laughs> oh, that's so good to hear. You got staying safe and staying home as much as possible. Oh, absolutely. We um we feel very fortunate. We live on an acreage outside of uh, a couple hours away from the city. So So you're nice and self yeah, yeah, it's just like it's so easy. We just let's go for a nice walk and we don't see anybody. We oh, hardly get a vehicle lovely. driving past us. So well, I know I've seen some of blessed. your pictures, and man, you guys have the best mountain view. We have one as well, but ours is like mountains in the distance, where yours is also mountains in the distance at a closer distance. So. Yes. <laughs> it looks absolutely. like it's absolutely beautiful. And from everything I've seen and heard, you sound like you're just in a really good spot in life. And I know you just have so much to share on this podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Teddy. Honestly, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be on this podcast. And, you know, I was thinking back and I realized I think we've known each other for close to 10 years now. Easily. Yeah. yeah. And I remember the moment that you came, you know, into into the room for a treatment. Um, I believe it was for a massage. And I could just tell, like, you have so much drive and so much passion. And then since then afterwards um, realizing that you had this um, diagnosis with as you call her Mrs. Potts which yep. I love that you just you know can still you know bring light to it right that yeah you gotta race... label it and you gotta laugh about yeah it sometimes, right? yeah and you know I just realized that through that I feel like you know this rang even more true that you not only did not let let it stop you but you wrote a book and now you're doing this podcast and, you know, your mindset of all your posts and everything, I always am so excited to read them. And I just wanted to say, like, you truly inspire me, girl. And I just want to thank you for what you do and the light that you share. You're so sweet. And I feel the same about you. I really, truly do. And that's one of the reasons why this is going to be so much fun. Yay! Kind of just <laughs> chatting. I was, I was introducing you earlier and I just said, I think we're on the same wavelength and we're on the same energy level. And that's why... We have kept in contact over all of these years. Trust me, I don't keep in contact with all the massage therapists I've had because I've had a lot <laughs> since I was 16. I've had a lot of yeah. massage therapists over the years. I've moved around a ton and, and you're one that was definitely worth keeping in contact with. So I, I just appreciate you just as much. So I appreciate oh, the kind you. words. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank so you. So I, I let everybody know how you're kind of the same mission as me. You, you serve uh, women and mothers who are ready to connect. So Tell us more. Tell us some great little golden nuggets of wisdom that you want to share with us today. Absolutely. Um, you know, I really feel like I love serving women and I love serving women who are mothers. They don't necessarily have to be mothers, but who are ready to take a look at life and say, 
how can this be, you know, more fulfilling, you know, like we come into life and we have all these different experiences and before COVID and now there's just so many things that we look at and we can feel this sense of this longing. And it's like this longing for something more that gives us more meaning, more purpose, more fulfillment. And um, those are a lot of times the women that I end up working with. And so, um, yeah, I think that just even seeing, seeing that space, seeing that vulnerability, I believe it comes from this place where we slow down and say, what is it that I need in this moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I remember hearing you um, speak on a conference call a while back, and you were talking a little bit about what helped you in your childhood learn resilience. And I think Uh, that that's such an important lesson for all of us to learn right now, um, because we're all faced with this pandemic and this new normal that's not anything like normal. Um, so, I mean, you don't have to share that story. It's just an idea, but I, I found it very powerful, um, when you were talking about that story, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I absolutely know what you're talking about. And I can definitely share it. I'll give like the shorter version of it, maybe. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So my background is, is I feel like, honestly, like I'm on like kind of like a cat. I feel like I'm in my third life right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like a girl. I totally get it. So one of my lives in this life (laughs) is when I was growing up, um, my mom's background is um, Mennonite from the Mennonite uh, faith. And she, my stepdad is also from the Mennonite faith. So um, I guess we'll kind of fast forward to some of of it, but nonetheless, what happened was, is that I was born in Canada and my mom and my stepdad decided to move to Uh, Bolivia South America which is a third world country and we had some family there because that's actually where my mom originated from was from South America and um, so they decided to move there for a more simple life and they decided to move on to a colony which up until that point I had never really experienced yet and so we had moved out there with the idea of being farmers. We had we were going to plant wheat and we were going to bring in the crops and what have you. And we were going to have cattle. And when we were there, I guess, you know, they say life, like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And so when we were there, what happened is we started to have, um, the country had a big drought for years and years and years. And so we did have cattle, we did have land, um, but because of the drought, we just weren't getting um, able to plant our seeds, weren't able to get a crop in. Um, We were, our grass was drying up, our cows were not making as much milk. And our way of income at the time was, is that our, we would milk our cows, from that milk we would make cheese, from that cheese we would store it for about a week or so and then my parents would go to the city which was actually about a three-hour excursion just to get to the city and uh, once they were there they would sell the cheese and then from selling the cheese they would get money and we would get groceries and then they would make their three-hour excursion all the way back home so this was a very long day and so this only would happen like you said once actually I think if I remember correctly it was more like twice a month that they would go to the city 
So and it was a big so, deal. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal. And locally in our colony, we actually only had one small, what they called a mini market. And it's more of a shack with like your small essentials. Like it wasn't like a grocery store or being able to go to a grocery store or anything like 7-Eleven. It was literally just like your small essentials that you needed, like yeast or something like that, salt or sugar. Um, so nonetheless, um, what happened was, is I remember distinctly this one day and we were getting less and less milk, less and less cheese, which meant less income, less food. And my mom, she looked into the cupboard and there was nothing in the cupboard, absolutely nothing. And she turned around and she looked at us and me and my siblings, and there was three of us, I'm the oldest and she just started to cry. She was just like, there's no food in here. And I have three children to feed. And it was one of those moments where I just felt, remember feeling hopeless. And my mom, she kind of got out of her system. She pulled herself together and she went over to the sack where we had a sack of wheat that we had in the corner. And because it had been a drought, we couldn't plant it yet. And she was just like, it's enough. And so she cut open the sack. She had a bowl there. We had wheat in this bowl. She took it over the table. She took her, uh, we had this grinder and she started grinding up the wheat. And of course, what happened was we started to get flour. And we, I think we were lucky and we got like an egg that day from one of our chickens. But again, they weren't laying very much, but um, we, you know, by the grace, we, I'm glad we had an egg that day. Well, we had flour, we had some water and we had some salt and my mom was make got out the noodle machine and we started to make um, pasta like noodles and um, from the milk that we had from the morning it was sitting and so there was like a little bit of cream on top so she's she scooped that off and I remember we ate for another day and it was so much fun just being able to turn that hopelessness around to each taking a turn on the grinder and like turning it and watching the flour come out and knowing like we were making our own food, which, I mean, we always had home cooked meals, but this was literally from the seeds making our own food. And what I realized in that moment was resilience. And to be honest, I don't remember how we exactly ate after that, the next few new meals, but I remember that day so clearly because we as humans, I really believe that when we are getting squeezed, just like we are right now with this, you know, COVID pandemic, that it really brings out the fruit, right? Like, what do they say Absolutely. when you squeeze a lemon, you can make like you, you can make lemonade. Well, type of it, thing. Makes, <laughs> it makes me think of the analogy of an arrow. Like sometimes mm. when your arrow is pointed in the direction that you want it to go, you have to pull it back first in order to launch it into yeah. your dreams. But it really does take that little bit of resistance or a lot of resistance and you have to almost seem like you're going backwards before you can be launched forward and then go on to appreciate the blessings you have later on in life. Because I would wager to say that you probably haven't ever been that short on food since that moment because you would have remembered it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there's always progression and I do feel like we we need to kind of go through those hard things in order to appreciate the good. Absolutely. And we can't, I feel like too, when we have these hard times, we, we can see the opposite of how good times were before, how good times can be, you know, coming up. Right. So, absolutely. 
And I love the analogy of the arrow too, because as you were saying, you kind of have to take that moment and you have to like pull it back. And I feel like that pulling it back is the pressure, but it's also, it's also the pause, right? Yep. And that pause is that how in, in my world, I see it as awareness. Yes. So, so tell us more. I want to yeah. hear all about the awareness side of things. And I know <laughs> you talk a lot about shifts. So tell me more about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I feel like in, in order for any shift to happen, in order for any growth to happen or any, you know, change to even happen from that hopelessness to resilience, we have to stop and have an awareness. And that awareness piece is all about us. So it's taking that moment to pause. It's taking that moment to, you know, um, to say, what is it that I'm feeling? And that question right now, I feel like is so very important as we go through this time, because we're not just doing, we're not just homeschooling, we're not just doing, 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 you know, a lot of us are not working, or we're having a different way of life, uh, maybe working from home, etc. But to be able to say, what am I feeling now? And knowing that it's okay to be going through the whole range of emotions in one day, right? Like how many of us have been like, I'm feeling really great. And then like five hours later, we're crying in the corner being like, I can't do this. Definitely. (laughs) Yep. You know, and it's like that place of awareness is just saying that it's okay, no matter where you're at right now, it's okay. But until we stop and really say, this is what I'm feeling, then we're just kind of numbing out. So there's those times where, you know, maybe we find ourselves in front of the pantry or in front of the kitchen, um, you know, in front of the fridge looking in there saying, what am I even doing here? Right. (laughs) And it's because something may have triggered us or maybe we're feeling something. And so we tend to want to numb and that can be with food. It can be with alcohol or it can be with, you know, keeping ourselves too busy or, you know, eating that extra cookie or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So these numbing components start to come into our life. But when we take a step back and have an awareness and say, okay, I've been eating a lot more carbs than I normally do. And, you know, not saying that don't eat any carbs, or don't eat any cookies or anything like that, but just, just recognizing, be aware have and recognize I... the patterns yeah. and your own patterns. I even try to teach my own children that I know I'm a huge bullet journaler. I find a lot of therapeutic um, benefits to journaling and so they watch me and they'll they'll create their own little pages and I found these little pages called mood trackers and that's the only reason I don't do them personally because it's like well I'm I'm very self-aware I know where I'm feeling from one moment to the next I've had to work at mindfulness my entire life especially with chronic illness but with children trying to teach them this self-awareness I found that these mood tracker pages where they look pretty, they're cute, they're a little drawing that they color in what color they're feeling, of whether they're sad or whether they're happy or excited, and just getting them to be in that present moment and ask themselves, what are they truly feeling? It's such an important message for kids and adults alike. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of us have never learned to do this. Exactly. It's it's especially like the generations that we're from. Yeah. It's like do 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 b b b right oh i learned it in my yeah. adulthood for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah and so that's beautiful when we can take this and this is one of the reasons i love working with women is because a lot of times and not saying men won't do this but just saying that a lot of times women will take these learnings and then they pass it on to their children yes. and that ripple effect just continues to go and um yeah so awareness 
is absolutely so important. And honestly, I think it really is the very first step before we can do or change anything. It's having that awareness. What am I feeling? You know, but taking that pause, having that notice. And then the other part that I feel like is really important is not judging it then. Yeah. So people are too hard okay. on themselves. Absolutely. Right. So it's just witnessing it. This is what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling happy for no reason at all. What's going on? Right. And all of it is okay. <laughs> And all of it is okay. So having that awareness without any judgment and just noticing what's there. And then noticing, does this serve me? And if it does, great, then we can keep it. And if it doesn't, then being able to just let it go. And this is where why I love awareness is because when we have awareness, we have choice. And in a time where we feel like maybe we don't have much choice or maybe we don't have much power, this is where we get that choice and power back. Yes. So I, love I absolutely love that. And I know saying, oh, just let it go is um, sometimes we think, oh, that's easier said than done. Or how do you do that? So I want to give a quick tip on that, which is honestly, your breath. Just bring yourself to your breath. And um, I was listening actually to one of your podcasts, Teddy. Yay. And it was just like bringing it back to that minute of breath, right? Yes. Anchoring into your breath. And when we breathe, we actually do change the science of what's going on in our brain mm-hmm. and in our body, mm-hmm. which is pretty fascinating because it's a free tool and no one will even notice we're doing it. So we can do it anywhere. I truly <laughs> feel that our body and our minds, we have all the tools we need. Like you don't need to go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like we all have everything we need right here for us, which is just so beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I think we were, we were designed to be so magnificent and I feel like we're still just uncovering you know how much we can do well and And, we don't uh, see our potential the way god or the universe or whoever the higher mm -hmm. power is that people believe in um sees in us there's so much potential and we just kind of need to get out of our own way half of the time right yeah absolutely i completely 100 percent agree (laughs) love it yeah for sure. And I feel like that is kind of like leads right into the next, the next thing is something that you do so well. And you've already mentioned is mindset. Awesome. If once we have an awareness, like I said, this is now the opportunity to have a choice and that opportunity brings us to mindset and it's like, okay, what mindset am I in? Which mindset have I been fostering? If my life isn't going the way I want it to be going, there's a very good chance that I'm focusing on the things that aren't really serving me. So and true. there's this quote that I absolutely love. It's one of my favorites. It always reminds me to get back on track. It goes um, where focus goes, energy flows. Love that. So oh, my... That's beautiful. It's yeah. True. And it's so simple, but it's so true, yep. right? So if I'm just looking for, like, even if you look around your room right now or the space that you're in right now and it's like, okay, find all the items that have red on them. Yeah. You're you focusing on red. To that color. Yeah. And you're seeing all the red. And then I say, okay, now close your eyes and tell me where the items that are blue in the room. And you're like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Will you find them as easily? Will you know where they are as easily? No, because we weren't focusing on that. Absolutely. And so the same thing with our mindset is what are we focusing on? If what I'm experiencing right now isn't feeling good 
then how can I change my focus and my mindset to be in a better place, to feel better, right? I think I I truly do feel, I mean, obviously there's a lot of bad coming from pandemic. And I think I talk about this on almost every episode I've done on this podcast, but I do feel like in a way we can take the positive perspective on this pandemic and we're kind of being forced to refocus. We're kind of being forced to look inward. And I actually think I'm going to start a series on this podcast. Maybe this will be the first episode where it's going to be kind of like a looking inward series because we have all been forced to stop and refocus and reflect. It's, there's no more of a perfect time than now. Absolutely. And I feel like... Um... A lot of people, this is the first time ever that they're being asked to look inward. Yes. And And we needed it. It's a good wake up call for society. Yeah. Yeah. And even being knowing how to manage that. Yep. And it's like, I've never done this before. How do I do this? Yes. And it's uncomfortable. And it's that pulling of the arrow back. Like it's, we're grappling. There's a lot more conflicts going on in houses and unfortunately more domestic abuse and stuff that I've been hearing mm-hmm. about. And we need to look inward and we really, it's, it's just so important. So, so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel um, a quick example for mindset stuff is if you take a moment and you think about something that has made you sad or maybe something that you've been afraid of, and maybe it is the pandemic or getting sick or something like that. And then just noticing how your body feels when you have those thoughts, noticing that most people will say they start to feel tension. They feel clenching. They feel this heaviness in their chest or, you know, the pit of their stomach or something like that. But then when we shift our thoughts, say, Think about an event or something that happened where you were celebrating something that you were so happy. Maybe it was a graduation. Maybe it was the birth of your child. You know, think about something that you were celebrating and think about where you were, who you were with. Maybe there was lots of hugs if you're a hugger, right? (laughs) And when you do that, notice now how your body's feeling. And most people will report back that they feel lighter, they feel more expansive, that they feel even a smile maybe come across their face. Such a powerful exercise, right? And it really takes one moment to just think about that. What our thoughts are is how our body is reacting. And that's such an easy example of mindset. Absolutely. What we think is what we feel. I've done a lot of guided meditations um, from the Calm app. I'm not saying that I'm like a sponsor of them or anything by any means, right. but they're awesome. And I'll often do the body scans and even just realizing where you do hold that tension when you're yeah. feeling stressed and stuff. Everybody's a little bit different, but like there's the, the the spots that everybody holds a little more tension in their shoulders and in their jaw and in their face. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's a good practice to realize the patterns again I'm going off on this patterns word but it's true you have to be in order to be self-aware you have to recognize your own patterns and it's such an individual and personal thing that nobody can help you with it that's something that you have to do and take the time to do on your own yeah and um even knowing too for myself because I do work with energy work as well 
that the different parts of our body actually energetically hold different messages for us. So, so interesting. Yeah. So for a quick example, if it's like our throat tightens, um, energetically, our throat is all about communication, right? So it's like that communication chakra, our energy center. And it's like, okay, if I having this throat tightening right now, what am I not speaking? Am I not speaking my truth? Am I not maybe speaking through love, right? So there's um, what it's a, just one more layer, I guess, that goes underneath that. It's like, okay, I'm having this awareness. And um, there's actually energy behind what we're feeling. Absolutely. Maybe well. you're not being vulnerable enough and you need to open up a little bit more or speak your truth and be more authentic. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that's, um, that's an area that, um, yeah, it can maybe help some people as well saying, like you said, that body scan is so great. And um, that's just scanning from the top of your head, just having, bringing it back to awareness again, right? Just saying, what, what am I feeling? What is that tightness? no judgment just acknowledging it and uh, and even actually I find giving it a voice and saying like um a few weeks back probably about a month ago I was starting to feel anxiety in my chest and um I was like oh I'm just feeling anxiety right now and my husband's like well why like everything seems good and I'm like it does seem good doesn't it (laughs) But it doesn't change the fact that this is what I was feeling. And because I have this awareness, I was like able to just express it. And even with just saying it out loud, giving it a voice, it's like a child that's like, mom, 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 yep. right? You're and recognizing when you ignore it. them, yep. then they're just like, get louder. And when, when you acknowledge <laughs> them, they start to listen, right? Or like when you're listening, they're like, oh, I just went to the bathroom, <laughs> right? And then they'll run off. Right? Oh, you just made me think of that Family Guy episode where it's like, mom, mom, mommy, oh, yeah. mommy. <laughs> Mama, mama. <laughs> we always show that to my one daughter because she just always wants my attention it's just like we just make fun of her to this day she's 10 now and it's just like mom, yeah. mommy <laughs> mom absolutely <laughs> it's so true but when you acknowledge it it that calms it down and the same thing is with our body so when we acknowledge it say it out loud and for me what i did that day is i brought myself back to my my first tool is breath and yeah I just i just took breath it almost takes away its power if it's anxiety yeah. or a fear or an insecurity Absolutely. or discouragement labeling mm-hmm. it or naming it or giving it a voice it'll take away its power I love that yeah absolutely so a couple of things too that I can uh, offer your listeners as well yeah. is um, for mindset stuff and is when you're having a thought that you realize you recognize and you're catching it that's negative that isn't really truly serving you then you can catch yourself you can stop And in your mind, you can imagine or visualize um, a red X going through that statement, through that sentence. And you can say in your head, even if you're not a very visual person, um, you can even just say in your mind, cancel that. And when we cancel that, now we have space. And again, we can make choice. So we can say, okay, cancel that. And you can replace it with a phrase or with a new thought that really is a higher vibing thought for you. I love that exercise because it almost plays into the the audio listeners and the visual learners like I'm this is my education background coming yes into play now right yeah, like I love that too yeah. it's a it's an exercise <laughs> that can serve people that learn in different ways and that it's more effective in different ways I like that yeah 
So you can say it out loud. You can just imagine it in your mind. You can see it. You can see it with the red X, whatever it is for you. But it's like that cancel that. And then you're reframing it with a positive thought. Yeah. So love it's it. like, okay, I'm choosing a better thought because yeah. we can always choose a better thought. Always. Right? Our and brains even are if we so don't know, lazy. They always want to choose like yeah. the negative like eh, thoughts. <laughs> yeah. It takes work, but it's like working out your brain. Like it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And even if that thought just to replace it in the moment, because sometimes we're like, I don't know what the good is in this. I can't see it, right? I can't see it. But even in just in that moment, if we can just say like, I am safe or I am okay, or I will get through this, you know, or just one breath, even if you're just saying, I'm just going to breathe. That's yes. my better thought right now. You yes. know? <laughs> well, and I know so. one thing that Rachel Hollis always says is she says, life doesn't happen to you. Life happens mm-hmm. for you. So yeah. even if we can't see in the moment what is happening for us and what the lesson is that we're supposed to learn, we can have faith and know that this has been put in my way, this obstacle in my path or this rock in my path has been put here in order for me to progress past it. And in order to do so, I have to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I mean, that. how many times have we had a moment where we're just like, this can't be happening right now. This is so devastating right now. And we just can't see, you know, much light or good that could come out of it. And then a year later, you look back and you're like, Oh, oh, I've been there. <laughs> Remember, like, I feel like all of us as like young girls, we were like, just please love me like this one boy. That's oh, nice. We're like, He's so cute. Right. And, and you look back, you're like, thank goodness. <laughs> when it doesn't work out. Yeah. Right. And you look back now and you're like, I'm so happy that didn't work out. <laughs> oh, it's just crazy. Like, even when I thought at one point I had brain cancer and I had this big mass on my brain and they thought that it was cancer yeah and I gave Michael an out we were gonna get married two weeks later and I was like you did not sign up for this like in that moment oh my goodness it was hard to see past that because I was like that's it I'm it I'm done I'm gonna die (laughs) yeah this is it for me but I mean look what has stemmed from it it was kind of like a spiritual awakening in a sense and Mm -hmm. I mean I've always been a spiritual person it's just kind of a phrase I can use that Mm -hmm. kind of pushed me and gave me the courage to use my voice and write a book and start a podcast and you know start my own little side gig that helps and inspires and empowers other people so it's just it's such a, a good example for me in my own personal life that sometimes it's hard when you're going through a hard thing and you don't always know the end from the beginning but just having that faith and just having a positive mindset and seeing what you can take from it is really what it's all about. Completely. And I am so glad that you did. No, <laughs> you so did sweet. all those things. Yeah. And I feel like that actually um, leads perfectly into the last shift that I was going to mention. Yeah. Um, technically it's not called faith, but it's so much around that. And so technically the third shift is more around like dreaming and letting it go like just surrendering and that itself takes that step of faith right no matter if we're you know religious or spiritual or whatever it is there's still this component of us taking that step into faith and um I believe too, like I've had so many experiences in my life where looking back, I've just always like, that's like kind of my mantra now is like the universe has my back. The universe has my back. Like I know no matter what's happening um, that, you know, I'm supported. And so absolutely. And I feel like in addition to that, that the dream portion is allowing ourselves to dream right now. What is it that we want to create? Because there's 
a really good chance we are not going to be going back to the world as it was. And I think that's actually really a good thing. Yeah. So what is it that we want to create from here? If we all had a canvas, what would we paint? Right. So allowing ourselves to dream, allowing ourselves to say, this is what I want this, even if it doesn't happen right away, that's okay. But what do we want? You got lots and, of time to plan for it. <laughs> yeah. It's and exciting. to really feel into it. It's a blank okay. slate for a lot of people. Yeah. And especially people that are losing jobs. Like it's just happening. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. There are so many um, situations and households that are dealing with unemployment right now. Because yeah. it's just such an uncertain economy. So you have a blank slate. This is your chance to start over. What do you really want in your life? Yeah, exactly. And instead of seeing it as I have nothing, seeing what are my possibilities, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Changing and changing that think, mindset. Absolutely. And I think then that's also where that comes in of like having your vision, having your goal, and then let go. Let go and surrender. And that's where that faith piece comes in. And it's just like, I want this or something even better. Yes. But in order to have something better, we need to let go. Yes. And we need to allow it to come to us in ways that can be almost magical like you know just ways that we would have never thought of ourselves yep and um that's where not holding on too tight and that dreaming and that visualization actually um can lift us up too during this time absolutely i mean during any time all of these all this stuff we're talking about is really for any time but especially right now well it's so i love that you're bringing up the whole letting go and it can be so hard and i'll just speak from personal experience even though i know a lot of women have a hard time with the huge desire to control. And I do feel like the desire to control comes from an anxiety or an insecurity of some sort as well. Mm -hmm. But I know for me, um, I had to let go of that control when I was going through a divorce. And I could not control what was happening with my child when she was not with me. Um, I, I had to let go. I had to have faith and just know she's with her father. Her father loves her just as much as I love her. She's gonna be okay. Um, and it was really hard to let physically let go of my child for um, it wasn't half the time at first, but now it's half the time. It's 50-50 custody arrangement. So it, it was something that was forced upon me to teach me that I can't control everything. I can't. I just can't. That's not the way uh, life is supposed to be. We're not supposed to be able to control every little thing. We're not supposed to be able to control the timing of when our dreams take shape or when they're achieved. We just have to work on our own mindset and our own dreams and make sure that we're in the right um, space in order to create what it is we wanted to create. And if it's meant to be, um, we've got the universe or we've got God or we've got We've got people or a a greater good working for us and with us. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree. I think for myself being, um, have gone through that experience as well of divorce and, you know, having my daughter, um, you know, the same situation. It was really hard. So hard. <laughs> so hard. And it was just like, especially in the beginning when it's like, well, I want this. Well, you want that. Then I'm doing this. And that's, of course, what it felt like in those moments. And so, you know, my daughter now is 19 going on 20. And I can tell you, they're, they turn out amazing. And yep. all the experiences that she went through that I wish she didn't have to have gone through have created who she is today and she's taking those experiences 
and doing something with them, you know, well, and, and it's just so resilient. That's so awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. And she actually says to me, mom, I got a tattoo and I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is it? Right. And she says, I got it on my forearm. Okay. So you're going to see it all the time. Perfect. What is it? <laughs> and she, she has the word resilience. Oh, I love on her arm. that. So I was like, okay. And you know darn well <laughs> that she's your daughter because you have taught her right? that because you are one of the most resilient people that I've ever met just from the oh, stories that you. I've heard and seeing how you've risen up and rose past all of that. And, you know, you've um, created so much from so little and I'm just very inspired by that. And I know that your daughter is too. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very... Uh very proud of her and happy to have had a small part in it you know I think at the end of the day it's a choice right we get to choose how do I want my life to be and look absolutely do I want to stay in victim mode or because of what's happened you know what I've been through my experiences or do I allow these to be the pillars that I stand upon right absolutely I've even heard um our situation with letting our children go earlier on in life be compared to what empty nesters go through when their children grow up and they have to learn to uh, parent Mm -hmm. adults that are now out of their control and out of their household and you have to kind of let them go parents give their children two things one is roots and one is wings so I mean this concept can apply to people that um, have not gone through divorce you know what I mean like it's just uh, it's a far-reaching concept that everybody can relate to their own lives however that may be oh for sure we've all experienced loss and challenges way before today yeah right? yeah exactly and through that we've had to um, we've had to let go and so absolutely we actually probably are better at letting go than we give ourselves credit for absolutely no, you're right. We're all so resilient. I, I mean, I believe this is my religion coming into play in my own belief system, but I believe we were all created in the image of God and he is perfect. So look at how much potential we all have. We are so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. We're so much more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. We just have to believe that and carry on and let go of the hard stuff and keep going. Mm-hmm. absolutely we just have to absolutely accept it yes accept that we are as brilliant as we are with and this is not to be not humble but yep. really just from a place of acceptance and owning it you know we see our own children um, and we see so much potential and we see so much light in them so if we look talk about the religious side it's like well then wouldn't the heavenly father also want us to be the same like want the same great yes. things for us and not dim our lights yes and i see that when we get in alignment and we get connected um you know to ourselves to our to our light to our soul as well that that just naturally shines out our brilliance absolutely. naturally shines out that's if we allow it that's authenticity at its finest i absolutely love that mm-hmm. i love the analogy of lightness and brightness and shining it's my favorite me too my favorite <laughs> i love it see this is where we're both just- these bright little little beings just trying to shine our lights out. I love it. 
Absolutely. Well, Tanya, I know we will talk more. I could probably have you on hundreds more episodes because you just have so much value and you have so many th- wonderful things to share. And I know that this will probably be one of my most popular episodes to date. And I'm just so grateful that you took the time. Is there a place or a way people can find you? What are you doing for your business? Are you taking on clients? Feel free to share a way of how people can find you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your words. First of all, I really appreciate that. And um, as far as connecting with me, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm on, I do have a Facebook page under Tania J. Maven. So Tania is with an I, and I have to always add that middle initial in there. I love (laughs) it. Tania J. Maven. And, um, and my website is tanyajmaven.com. So it's kind of pretty straightforward. As far as what I'm working on right now is um, I do have a free five-day mindset challenge um, on my website. So if you go on to there, there's a five-day uh, free mindset challenge. And it's just every day. It's a short three to five-minute little email and short little video and instruction. And then you just practice that for the day awesome. and so it's so simple but it's really powerful absolutely and um yes I am taking one-on-one coaching clients um because I can definitely do that through zoom yes from a distance um I also do card readings from a distance as well and uh hypnotherapy can still be done through distance healing and what a little thing about me too though is that I sometimes combine my my uh which is what makes you such a powerful healer. Thank you. Yeah. So the energy stuff will come out or be like, you know, if somebody's open to it and they want a card pull, then I can say, okay, what kind of message do we have coming? Um, and then of course I am very intuitive as well. So sometimes the sessions get pretty uh, unique as well yes. and um, structured to what that person needs in that moment. So I really love doing that and I can do all that by distance I don't do massage right now, obviously, but after this is all done, it'll be fun to do that again. Yeah. I have to um, say, just like to toot your horn for you, like the best cranial massage or like scalp massage I've ever had was by Tanya. And this is coming (laughs) from somebody who has four brain abnormalities in my brain. So I know what I'm talking about. You had the best scalp massage to offer out there that I have seen yet. So, so there you go. Uh, Well, thank you. I just think by the time we're at the head, you know, working on your scalp, it's, I'm in such flow as well. Like I love what I do. I love every, every modality that I use. I love it so much that there's probably just so much love flowing at that point. Oh, you know? it's just amazing. So. <laughs> Heavenly. Yeah. I loved it. Well, thank, thank you, Tanya. You. I really hope you and your family stay well, enjoy the mountain views and the nice long walks and your acreage and we'll keep thank in you. touch. Yes, absolutely. All For right. sure. Thanks thank so you much. so much, Teddy. All Have right. a great day. You too. Stay safe. Bye-bye. <laughs> Wasn't that a fun episode with Tanya? She's just great. She is absolutely great. So something I mentioned in the episode that I should probably talk a little bit more about is that this is the beginning of my Looking Inward series. We just finished a different series. We just finished the uh, Small Biz Give Back Uh, series where I was interviewing owners of small businesses to help them out, create more exposure for them and their businesses, especially during this pandemic time where they may be receiving a few less sales. So I just wanted to help them out, um, 
do a little bit of a give back. So this new series is going to be called, like I said, the Looking Inward series. And as I was saying with Tanya, I want this to be a time that we can all take a moment to stop, to pause, to reflect, to refocus, to look inward to gain that self-awareness that we need to know how are we feeling right now so that we can then um, launch ourselves into the next phase of life. Um, Because life as we know it is probably going to look a little bit different and we need to change and I encourage us all to change for the better and for the positive and really be aware of where you're at. So um, yeah, welcome to the Looking Inward part our series of the podcast until next time talk to you later